Hello, and welcome back to More Media Records Off the Air podcast for our new season, the spring semester of 2022. I'm Matt. I'm Lauren. I'm Christian. And we're back here in Moore Hall 182. And if you want to check out the More Media Records uh, group that we have, the meetings are on Thursday at 7, right? Yes. yes. 7. So yes. come check us out. Come talk about music. Come meet people that love music. And even people that just love art in general, which is kind of our topic, is the mixture of two very great types of entertainment. And it is music and video games, mm-hmm. and especially the soundtracks and the ways video games can use music to its advantage. So I'll bring it to you guys. What is, when you think of like the perfect video game music soundtrack, one that's like you can put on as almost like, you could put on a party or on the car and no one would question like, oh, this is just good music. Uh, I mean, I don't know about like a party. Yeah, maybe not a party. I don't know. I think like, <laughs> I'm so cheesy. I don't play a lot of games. You two know this already about me. I'm kind of sitting in like trying to understand the whole vibe of gaming, video games and stuff. But when I think of good music in terms of video game music, I think of like Undertale, Ocarina of Time. I love all of the Zelda soundtracks. Like that's that's my ish, mm-hmm. and uh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing yeah. is always the one I'll see on like YouTube playlists. It'll be like anything that involves chill, study, relax. Yep. Always Animal Crossing, has Animal Crossing which yep. is perfect. See, uh, when when you first started talking about uh, our favorite games and our favorite soundtracks and games, and then you went and said uh, uh, like specifically at a party, I was like, because in my mind I was thinking Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then I just imagine like a party of just a bunch of Skyrim NPCs Dovahkiin. just yep. interacting with each other. Dovahkiin. <laughs> yeah. Dovahkiin. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah, I brought that up just because a lot of ones I listen to and a lot of the ones I try to take inspiration from when writing Simone music is games like Crypt of the Necro Dancer, uh, Bastion, uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Uh, and there's specifically like artists that already have like electronic music outside of it and then they craft songs for in a video game setting which is the most important you have to be able to hear it a whole bunch it has to sit in the background be it stand out enough for you to want to bop to it and it has to repeat well and kind of yeah. follow the theme of what's happening in games so to kind of have that's a whole big recipe that takes a lot of skill and especially those games i love oh and jet set radio you guys know that game i've never heard of no, that. No, the old one Oh, so like my first, I guess, like major thing I love is I'm a big fan of like the 90s, early 2000s era of things, mainly because in the 90s, a big thing was like hip hop, like basketball, kind of like this, like really loose, funky stuff, like, right? Think of like cheesy stuff. But like Jet Set Radio, it was like skater punker kids on rollerblades spray painting like around the city. And the soundtrack is bombing. Like it is so funky and like. Like kind of like J like J pop J city like stuff, and mm. uh, also like games like Toe Jam and Earl like in the Sega Genesis, the Sega Genesis had its own sound chip that specifically really helped with like punchy bass lines, and that whole game is just like quick punchy like funky beats that you know I just love and actually just, you know sometimes I have on my workout playlist and yeah. I just keep going. <laughs> gets you hype so so you big like a like 2d platformer guy I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of anything okay I'm a big video game lover and but also I think 
the games that are great, it depends on if it fits the game well. Hmm. And just specifically, I think those soundtracks can fit outside of the game a little bit better than, say, like Zelda, even though some Zelda songs slap. Yeah. They all, okay, I don't know about that, them fighting words. They all slap. <laughs> I like, what? I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, probably have, because it's now a functional part of my being, but I was a camp counselor. And when I was a camp counselor, I was always listening to the Zelda soundtracks um, while like walking around with my kiddos because it just felt right. Like, we're in the tall grass, like, yeah, hanging out with, like, these little kids. We're all jumping around and having our little adventure. That and Animal Crossing. I did do a few Animal Crossing um, soundtracks on there, too, because it was just, it, you know, calming vibes for mm-hmm. the rascals that I had to deal with. Also, you were talking about, like, early 2000s, 90s era, like, skate stuff, and I'm thinking Tony Hawk. Yeah, Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk, Hawk pro, skater. pro skater, bro. Like, I never played, but I always watched my friends play because, once again, I'm not a gamer girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved the music. <laughs> like, it was fun. Always been a lover of music. So, like, sitting back and watching these kids play. Well, they're, yeah. like, back in the day, I remember, like, when it came out for me, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 was on the N64, and I went to my uncle's house. It's like, I was probably like, what, six or seven? And I like hear this music and I like it, but you know, I never really like put two and two together for as like, oh, this is like real music out there. You can buy with the CD. Uh, so I imagine for a lot of people, like games like that, like you see a song pop up in the lower corner, and you're like, oh, let me just like look that up and save that. Especially yeah. today yeah. with like music streaming platforms. Uh, but Tony Hawk games, man, like, they had like Papa Roach in there. They had like I know they had uh like just a lot of like standard punk stuff yeah. that like you know I was never that much of a punk fan, but it made sense listening to it. Right. I mean, like especially with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, like that that was a game trying to like encapsulate a culture, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. music is so integral to skater culture. I mean, and just seeing that in a game and just like seeing that represented, it's just like. It's insane. It's just, uh, it, was, it yeah. was perfect. Like Rage Against the Machine as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. But that's something that they take music from the real world, I guess, if you want to call it that. I mean, gaming can be the real <laughs> world, the real too. World? <laughs> <laughs> just wait till you get into the real world. Um, but yeah, I think that that's cool. Like an aspect like GTA, I know, has like live radio type thing that yeah. has like music from different generations and music from different genres and all of that embedded into the game itself with like the radio when you're driving around. And I think that's a cool aspect, but it's almost cooler when soundtracks are made specifically for games and have their own like vibe to them that progress with the game itself. And mm-hmm. I know you guys probably have a better understanding of this because I don't play many games. Like I said, I don't play things that like it's a storyline that you're involved in and you're like, feeling moved by the characters and the music and the atmosphere and everything surrounding it. So are there any like games that you think of that have soundtracks that just make the game like without the soundtrack, without the like audio transitions, it would be a completely different experience for you. Yes. And I'm going to say doom eternal. I was it, just about to say doom. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Doom Eternal is the latest uh, game in the Doom franchise, but I think it does the best. Like, so basically Doom is this like really fast-paced like shooter where you're constantly just like ripping demons apart and shooting them, and it's just a great time. There's always this like 
heavy metal in the back just like going off while you're on a rampage and it's like it's just so fun and so immersive and so like i just get into it so much like it's it's fantastic Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah the artist is mick gordon and he specifically like he's a bass player and he balanced like bass leaded riffs with like this crunchy very like almost like dubstepy like ambience mm-hmm. that fit just like if you haven't heard it it is like about workout music that's the yeah. workout music yeah like definitely. bfd division i'm just like oh, let's go <laughs> but you know you talk about games that they soundtrack like we use in and out i think more recently the new advancements in video game technology especially with the playstation 5 and the new xbox is that they have a better solid state drive so loading times are like non-existent like before it was, you know, oh, you do a level, you enter a door, black screen, little loading thing, just like silence. And then a new thing loads and then it would just load the song back up. And it would really like be jarring and you could tell it's artificial. Whereas now in games like Red Dead Redemption 2 mm-hmm. or the new God of War, it's practically seamless. And they mm-hmm. can do loading in a way where music can fade in and out and sound realistic and be more of an accompaniment. Where like I wouldn't necessarily say I'm popping on the red dead redemption 2 soundtrack when i'm playing it if it's perfectly i wouldn't want to turn it off and put on my own music yeah yeah i see okay so i'm like someone that very rarely will play black ops zombies (laughs) (laughs) because i don't know it's fun and aggressive and sometimes you need to let that out and oh yeah i never listen to the like because it's the same eerie tone and then the of the zombies. Like, that's all you hear in the game. Catch their souls. Yeah, Yeah, that. But I always end up, like, just taking out my phone, plugging it into a speaker, muting the game itself, or turning it down so that I can hear the runners coming at me, and um, playing, like, whatever music I'm feeling at the moment. But I notice that, like, a lot of people that are really enthralled in games and a lot of games that utilize their sound correctly don't have that experience. Like, they actually enjoy the music the atmosphere the ambiance the, yeah. the yeah. vibes i mean uh especially with like stuff like black ops zombies that's kind of like just uh like turn off your mind kind of game right just like chill and it's infinite so i'll just play it till i die like whatever but uh with games like rdr2 uh red dead redemption it's it's like it's basically it's a whole different type of game like you're you're basically playing a movie it's right. so cinematic like i remember specifically the uh the first mission the intro section uh you're in this like frozen like hellscape of mountains it's yep. just like it's and as soon as you reach over the peak there's like these ominous drums that start beating and it just sounds like oh crap like i'm in the wild west right now yeah and it's just like so immersive and it gets you into it and it's just like it's perfect part of that open world building experience yeah, exactly. right so it it kind of gives its own atmosphere to the yeah. game itself and i think that's a cool aspect of like like you were saying the newer games that have mm-hmm. like not just a line that you walk across like one dimensional but like there's all these different aspects of the game that have different like sounds and energies and vibes i hate my energies vibes energy and atmosphere. vibes energy vibes. <laughs> well that's <laughs> true you know I, mean, I mean well there's you know specifically also in the gaming world what you know you're also picking up on was that there's a lot of multiplayer games that are focused on like like Fortnite, um, PUBG, anything like that, uh, even like Candy Crush. It's just like a multiplayer. Oh, it's a puzzle, or oh, it's a competition. Do this, 
And there, I think definitely there's where like you can take the music out. And then cinematically is where the music is highlighting, but it's almost like a movie. And the same way, mm. like a movie soundtrack, like ebbs and flows is a way that the game one can work. But I don't know, me personally, I'm a, as you can tell from the, like in the 90s aesthetic, there's a, there was a certain era of gaming in the 90s where the music was like perfect. It fit uh, whimsical, like yet also like very like, heavy beating vibe that just like set up the game to be something more than I guess what it seemed and it really accompanied it. Like, have you guys ever played the Donkey Kong country games from the super Nintendo era? I have, but a very long time ago. Yeah. I think I might have vaguely. Yeah. If you've listened to a, a, any playlist of chill Nintendo music, the underwater theme has come up because it is oh. definitely one of the best. And also the same company that did that did Banjo-Kazooie. Which, okay, yeah. So the same guy who did like the GoldenEye soundtrack, Perfect Dark. I don't know if you ever heard those, but there uh, was Grant Kirkhope. And he was like a classically trained musician that this game company came to. And they're like, hey, can you just make music for us? He's like, sure, I don't know anything about video games, but I'll just give it a shot. And was, one thing I specifically love was in Banjo-Kazooie especially, like it was a big open like map and you have to collect things. But if you went up higher in the map or underwater, the music would change. So, like, it'd be the same theme, but then, like, there'd be a s multiple tracks that then would switch over to, and, like, marimbas would start playing if you're underwater. Yeah, I, uh, like, when researching for this episode, I actually came across that example in Banjo-Kazooie. Like, uh, if you go in certain sections or, like, change elevation, like, it'll actually change, p the, like, the mm -hmm. pitch of the music, which is, like, really interesting. I don't, I don't really know, I can't really recall any games that have done that since then yeah. no uh, i mean that's yeah. like a perfect game to do it too with a 3d platformer yeah and i mean also we were listening to some of the music beforehand but mario odyssey oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah that, any mario game is always killer music i yeah. mean from the original theme onward just like everything is just like timeless classic i mean i specifically remember getting to a oh god what's it called the city in odyssey oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, that one song, um, yeah, and get like you get to the final, uh, like the final stage of it where you're getting all the band members and it finally comes together and you're running across the stage. You can hear the music in the back. It's just so good. Yeah, it was called the uh, Jump Up Superstar. Is that yeah, the one you're thinking of? yeah, like the <laughs> beautiful like R and B like pop singer. Like yeah, it was like, great. Yeah, very cool stuff. I've always enjoyed Mario and like Princess Peach and all of these little silly things like I had like I remember a DS game for specifically Princess Peach I know which one you're talking you're, about I had that one too I loved it it was, was so game. fun and the soundtrack was so jumpy and fun and enjoyable and it's got that like video game vibe to it obviously it's sounds like a video game soundtrack because it's a DS game it's not like anything super intense but I always like hear that if I ever heard that out in the real world. Um, and I think about like childhood and evokes such like important memories of playing video games like that. Same thing with Zelda for me. That's why I mainly played on the DS as a kid. And I always like think back to that stuff now and I'm like, oh, you know how important sounds are. It's more like, it's almost more important than smells. You know how people yeah. say yeah. that like a smell can bring you back to your childhood. Yeah, Ocarina of Time, especially when we're talking about sound yes. design in general, it has very unique sounds that like I hear it sampled all the time in music and really? I'll, to, I'll show you after we didn't when we plan our stuff I should have given you um some sample of video game music because this one album is like perfect and it uh and it samples Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time like 
five times over, and it's great. Oh, wow, that's but, cool. Uh, you know, also when you talk about quickly about soundtracks that I love, one of the newer games, I think. Honestly, in the game dev world as well, indie games are where to look at. Mm. AAA games, especially most recently ones, if anyone actually knows much about Battlefield 2042 or Halo Infinite. Oh, I already got burned by 2042. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, you know, it's COVID. I understand, like, some production setbacks, but it really kind of... Uh, <laughs> they dropped the ball hard. They were debating making the game free because they're like... Yeah, I saw that. Like, like okay, so I was looking at the Steam charts the other day, yep. and it said, uh, like, 100,000 players uh, at its maximum, and it was down to, like, 3,000. Yep. And, I mean, I had the same experience with it. I spent 60 bucks on it, and then two weeks later, didn't touch it again. Like... Yeah, and Lauren, if you don't know, just... like, there's some big problems with it. Like, one of them being the shooting just doesn't work. Right. Like, you'll be on them and it doesn't hit them. And it's something to do with, like, the randomization of where the bullets go. Just yeah, the, like, bloom, I think. Aren't the walls yeah. disappearing and stuff, too? Yeah, too. I heard about, I've heard about all this. You can't revive your teammate if, like, they're touching something just even slightly. Yeah, yeah that's that's very unfortunate. I, I, I can't imagine how much work and effort they had to go through to make that game, too, and then all of a sudden yeah. it's, like, released kind of, like, the Super Bowl ad that crashed when oh, there was the, the okay, no, so there was a Super Bowl ad for Bitcoin, oh, and it was a QR code, and it was literally just bouncing from one side of the screen to the next, and it crashed like it crashed while it was airing, and they bought sixty seconds of Super Bowl ad time, like that's ridiculously expensive, <laughs> yes. and. They couldn't even get their website to work, and I'm sure that made a lot of people lose faith in the Bitcoin community because uh, if you can't get an ad to work, why could you get a currency to work online? But I, I see what you're saying. You know, like Bitcoin's with, a whole nother. That's, yeah. that's a whole nother rabbit hole. My bad. Sorry. Totally <laughs> no, off no, no, topic. No, no. It is no. It's great though, because I mean, I mean, it had we'll, that we'll, 90s we'll nostalgia. Well, this would be like a stamp in, in history. We can either be like, oh, Bitcoin, that silly thing, to like, yeah, we really should have. You know, look back. Same way, like when COVID first started, we're like, "Ah, I don't know if this is a thing. Maybe it's like, uh, kind of is. See, I don't have much faith in cryptocurrencies because I don't remember money having ads on the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the Bank of America. Yeah, exactly. It's just like use the new USD. Like, or we're getting so off topic here, but uh, off topic, (laughs) off topic. So. Uh, I was going to say about soundtracks as well for indie games. Uh, indie games are where it's at, and one of my favorites of all time is Cuphead. Mm. Yes. And its soundtrack as well should be noted as one of the best. It is great. See, I, I have not played Cuphead, but I have. it has been recommended to me so many times. We're, like To the point where I've looked up like footage online and seen it and heard the music and thought wow this looks so fun and this mm-hmm. looks so great but i've never played it yeah so if you love games that kick you in the butt and oh i'm a huge dark, dark souls it. fan so like I, I know that i would love it like right i i've watched it be played multiple yes. times because i was watching these like people that i would normally consider sweaties like get their <laughs> <laughs> get yes. their butt kicked off of this game and i'm like oh but it's so cute and the music it's so cute but no it's a very difficult game mm. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I actually was just in Ann Arbor and saw a book on the music and art style of Cuphead uh, in a comic book store that I was at. And I thought that was super interesting considering we were about to do this podcast. I, like, peeked through it because I don't have the money to buy it. But I was like, oh, Cuphead is a great game. I'm glad you brought that up because I've watched playthroughs of it. and I've watched people play it live in person. 
And it's always been like one of those games that I'm like, dang, kind of wish I gamed because that would be fun. Like See, that, that's a game that just oozes personality. Definitely. Like, and I mean, that's that's kind of brings me to another thing I wanted to bring up, but how a soundtrack can like work so well with like the art design of a game. Uh, a great example of this is Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like one of my favorite games of all time. This is the only Zelda game I've ever played, but uh, it it has such like a wondrous yet like very minimal soundtrack, which translates to gameplay so well. Like. When you're going out and exploring or going out and doing basically whatever you want, like the music changes to like the scenario you're in. So like if you're exploring uh, and you find something cool, they kind of like uh, there's kind of like a little something in the back and it's a little like synthesizers going off and it just like kind of creeps up on you until uh, you kind of just see the thing. And you're like whoa, and then it all comes to fruition. It's just like the one of the best games for game design, I mean, sound design, in my opinion. Yeah, and one of the great ways they used that, too, was, especially in the Korok Forest, mm. where in the, oh, old, yeah. in the old games, it would be like, uh, they actually did this in Wind Waker as well. Uh, they used renditions of the uh, the themes from Lost Woods and, uh, like, the Forest Temple in Ocarina of Time and just, like, underlaid that. Especially in Breath of the Wild, there's a lot of instances where, like, almost like the wind is part of the soundtrack mm. and it just dictates when things come in. So it's very much like, yeah, the same thing. Like, it's almost like when you are taking a hike by yourself and like little parts of songs will come in and out. It's like that. So it's yeah. really minimal, but really well done. And then, then you get to a, a fight scene. You're like, Oh, now it's yeah. here. You know, like giant orchestras. I mean, uh, I also want to mention about the Korok Force because I, uh, this just made me remember of it, but, uh, like, they use the music as, like, a gameplay, like, mechanic. Because mm-hmm. when you're going through the Quark Forest, like, there's a specific path that you have to go through. Um, and the music gets louder if you go to somewhere, like, you can't go to. And, like, you don't know, like, the actual path because it's all, like, clouded and mist. So it's like you're listening to the music to figure out where to go, which is so smart. And the when I first realized that, I was like, wow, like... It's pretty solid. It's a pretty solid game. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I love like beautiful sound design in games. I lo- I love the idea of all of that like atmospheric thing that you mm. were saying, where as as you're walking around, it it gives you tells as to where you should be going. And I think that's also a big part of like horror gaming, definitely. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. telling you where you should be and giving you cues, um, just audio. Um, I think that horror gaming has such cool opportunities for like noise design, sound design, and like music design as well. Mm-hmm. I I have played a few through. I can't even remember the names of them in all honesty because I'm I'm really bad with games. But um I always love listening in on horror sounds. Like they're so interesting. Like yeah. you know, have you seen those videos of people like using like washboards to do yeah, weird like, so- like creepy yeah. Or, like, just even the footsteps alone, they can make them so eerie in these video games. I think that's yeah, super cool. Yeah, they focus cool. on, like, ambience of, like, the echoes in, like, mm-hmm. a steel cage or something. Yes, it's very, very awesome. And, like, you know, there's Resident Evil 8 that came out. That I mean, like, top of my head, I can't think of, you know, a song from there. But you're right, and it's it sits perfectly and adds to it. And there's also, um, this is big back in the day. Have you guys heard of P.T.? 
Oh yeah, playable trailer. The, uh, Hideo Kojima. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Or he was gonna do a remake. So it was. Or... It was planned to be a remake of Silent Hill or like a reboot, but yeah. that never came to fruition. If you haven't checked that out, if you if you want to see something that's just like an experience that's scary, and also great sound design, because this point like the phone would like pick up and it mm-hmm. has like like layers and layers of every time you go deeper and deeper into it, it kind of gets more and more eerie and creepy. Mm-hmm. That especially is like. That's cool. I think you can go really hardcore on that stuff, and then you could also take it super simple. Like, I don't know if you guys remember when Slenderman was, like, a huge thing, or even, like, Five Nights at Freddy, but it's, like, just literally, like, big crackling ear rape and then you're you're good to go that was scary enough for me that's all i needed to be like nervous in this game but another like completely different note i was recommended was amori i believe i'm pronouncing that right and i was told that it's kind of like undertale like a little weird horror game like Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't expect to be and i listened through to a lot of the soundtrack and really enjoyed it it's got like almost weird like hyper pop undertones if i could describe it that way hyper pop in a horror game i don't know it was interesting i don't know how to explain it i i it was the very beginning was like orchestral it sounded like studio ghibli-esque almost like and the um album art was very like colorful and pretty and so i figured i still haven't played the game so i wouldn't know um exactly what it's like when you're playing it through but i figure that it like kind of invites you in with like this like cutesy little mm-hmm. oh my god this is gonna be a fun game for me and then it gets really like weird and creepy <laughs> and uncomfortable super quick and i'm getting nods so i yeah, assume and, that uh, i'm right there and music is alone like visuals can aid to that but music it's like you can get away with hiding things a lot more and especially like getting away with more like undertones to kind of really set a mood that you know especially when it comes to horror it like it's underestimated. Like I've seen some creepy visuals, but at the same time, like, Oh, that's just paintbrush and this and that. But when yeah. you hear something that you kind of know, but don't know, that's a layer of, you know, mystery that mm-hmm. I think is really creepy. Definitely. Yeah. And you're talking about, uh, like a studio Ghibli movie. Have you heard of the game? Nino Kuni? Oh, I've heard of Nino Kuni. No. I've heard great things about yeah. it, but I've not it's played it. It's a very cool game. It's like an action RPG, uh, very, Japanese, like, anime-esque, and, like, straight out of, like, a Studio Ghibli movie, like, the beginning, you're a small town, you know, your mom's getting groceries, it also looks so wholesome, Oh. <laughs> and uh, the soundtrack is done by the same guy who was done, let's see, Hisashi, let's say that, and he worked for the Studio Ghibli movies, and he worked with the Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra to do the soundtrack for that game. Wow. Like, it's a complete full orchestra in the game, and it's fantastic you know uh when i think of a video game soundtrack that stands on its own it is like playing an anime and it is just like how about immersive yeah i mean cool. it like especially with what i've seen about it and like the the art design about it like mm-hmm. it it looks like a painting like it it that's a game that like looks amazing yeah and i definitely need to go back and play that one when i have some time that's very cool yeah beautiful Beautiful games are so interesting to me. Like I said, I like the horror aspects too. I, I think that I've always been drawn to that kind of stuff and it can be interesting to see where they take it to a dark world. But like, oh man, I've seen stuff like what you're talking mm-hmm. about with this beautiful animation style that you can't even believe is a game. Like you can barely fathom it as a TV show or a movie, but then to think that it's interactive and it's got this beautiful soundtrack to go with it that's just like got an orchestra. I can't. 
I can't imagine how much work time, how many people go into these like intense projects, and then the outcome is just so yeah. awesome for individuals to enjoy. That's so cool. And it's just exciting overall that video games itself are being looked at more of a medium of art. And don't get me wrong. Really is. I think like... probably the beginning of that, like really, would probably be the late 2000s when hardware with the 360, like I would say like Portal is one of the mm. great like first games where there's a great story. It's short. It's simple. It's also fun in new ways of thinking. But a lot of indie games, like there's Bastion, there was Braid, they really were trying to just tell a story, but the part of being interactive really added to it. Yeah, and, it, it enhances it so mm, much. That's why and I like will... VR. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I just got a, a VR system a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I've been playing Skyrim on it, and immersive as hell, let yeah. me just tell you. But uh, anyways... Uh, that sounds cool. Like, that's that's why I will always prefer video games over TV and movie movies, because... Uh, if you take a game like God of War, have you played God of War? Yes, it's amazing. Like, yeah, it's like you, it's basically like you're playing out like the best movie or TV series ever. Like it's so cinematic, it's so deep, the characters are so good. And I mean, you're a part of it. Yeah, exactly. And you're actually like controlling them. You get so like into it and so immersed into the world. And I think a with a game like that, the the music really complements that so well because it's got all these like Nordic chants and mm-hmm. it's just like really ominous, but makes you feel like a complete badass. It's mm-hmm. just oh. that's super cool. That's like I grew up playing World of Warcraft. Like, you played WoW. Yeah, I don't. She says I don't game. I <laughs> don't, but one of my best friends did, and okay. she was always like, I kind of wanted to be like her. She was a gamer girl. She played all of the video games, still does, and she played World of Warcraft and like made me my own account and all this stuff. I had to keep it on the down low because I had a religious mom. Mm-hmm. Worldcraft and witchcraft was not a thing, but I remember playing, and it was like super fun, and the soundtrack was super like chanty and... Yeah atmospheric and super cool and like in the winter time i'm pretty sure there was different like soundtracks versus when you were in like a flowery summery place and i always thought that was such a cool aspect of world of warcraft Mm -hmm. and i could kind of see i've heard a lot about god of war and i've heard that it's like a super super intense game and i could see on a way like smaller scale note about world of warcraft it being kind of of a similar vibe maybe i'm wrong well world of warcraft especially was they marketed it big as being like, it's a new world. You can live however you want it to live. And I mean, the soundtrack is also very good, especially uh, the Warcraft games themselves, not the multiplayer online ones, mm-hmm. but just the single ones were very reminiscent, especially at the time like Lord of the Rings was out. Like, you know, at, like that era of fantasy, like World of Warcraft pushed that. And it, you know, definitely very immersive and very like cinematic and orchestrated where you know it still fits though into like the limitations of the hardware because that was like what 2003 2004 right so it still fit and it was definitely something that really immersed you in yeah yeah cool world building but there's like on a completely different note of video games like video games that are fully revolving around music like guitar hero or just dance Mm. or things like that those are so fun too and i feel like instead of creating an atmosphere that you go into with the screen you often find yourself creating an atmosphere with the people you're playing the game with in the room and it's kind of more like 
um, a classic like board game vibe. Like as you're all hanging yeah. out, you're dancing together, you're singing together. And I think that the music aspect of that can make it so much more fun, especially, you know, with like Guitar Hero and stuff like that or like Rock Band. Like Just Dance. Just Dance is classic, man. It's I played it at my birthday. It was it was pretty hype. Like when you get people up and moving or singing or playing a fake guitar, like you know you're having a good <laughs> Last time. Last time I played it, they played the rah rah Rasputin. <laughs> yeah. They played that like five times in a row. Like, okay. Yep. <laughs> is there a different song? Like, nope. I'm nope. convinced <laughs> Just Dance is the reason why the Wii sold so well. It did, yeah. Like, oh yeah. It's that in Mario Kart. Like yeah. what else are you playing on the Wii? I, I don't know if I think this what like just dance even the ones that came out like 2019 were still released on the wii because they knew people had the wii yeah and it was like the only game coming out for the wii because they knew it would sell i uh, know it's on the switch now but yep. i don't know like, i would okay i have a really. switch and a wii i just got a switch for uh christmas for my roommates god bless their souls oh, nice people you have great roommates i know i like, know and now we all play like mario kart together oh, and my boyfriend got me animal crossing so that's how i play that and i'm itching to get a zelda game or like a horror game i'm really itching to get any game on there get at breath this of the point wild. breath of the wild yeah and um we still go back to the wii all the time to play <laughs> like just dance or like to play mario kart on the wii specifically because there's just such a fun energy to like early 2000s reminiscing on we oh, like, it's beautiful. It's oh, so fun. Why have we not talked about Mario Kart music yet? Oh, Mario Kart's always great. Killer. Like, yeah, that that just honestly goes without saying. Like, it, it you, is iconic. You, like you just, you just feel the energy in the tracks while you're. I mean, something that always comes to my mind when I think of Mario music is the uh, the star power up. The like that that is just so iconic and it, it's just like honestly a gaming staple now. That, yeah, that sound. Oh, and even just the sounds that come out of, like, the characters themselves. I am a Waluigi stan, and I just constantly am around my apartment being a fool, being like, wah, (laughs) just (laughs) constantly. (laughs) Or, like, even, like, the Yoshi noises. Like, the amount of imitation I do for, like, Mario (laughs) characters, it's pretty much embarrassing. My boyfriend will toad scream. Like, well, (laughs) the funniest thing that's ever happened to me was... He, like, walked into the bathroom. We were having a little get-together. He walked into the bathroom, closed the door, and, like, Toad screamed at full volume. <laughs> and everybody was like, what happened? What happened? But it was just a Toad scream. It was, it was a good time. Yeah, this happens <laughs> often. Like, <Yeah. laughs> sorry about him. Yeah, sorry. He, just just one of his quirks. I don't know. I love Mario Kart and the music and the sounds. Yeah. Especially, like, the, you know, like even, like, the Mario Party games. They definitely yeah. know how to bring bring a level of intensity that you know like if you heard it in a movie you'd be like okay like what's happening yeah or but you're talking about uh like rock band soundtracks my friend for new year's he is a big internet savvy dude and he has a modded 360 and let's just say he has every song that was able to download from rock band one to rock band three so he had like two thousand some songs <laughs> we Dang. just like go through it's just like that's there's so, fun. so many and then like of course we had to put like avril lavigne oh yeah you know we get like the girls on the mics and this is like so much fun but like i don't know if you remember like your first guitar hero game for me it was guitar hero 2 and that actually brought me into my classic rock phase like i found like megadeth from there i found uh guns and roses uh especially even metallica and also like the, the beatles rock band when mm-hmm. that came out 
I, I hate to say it, but when the Beatles rock band came out, I was like, yeah, who are, even are the Beatles? And then that's what got me into the Beatles. <laughs> that's so fun. I had never heard Weezer before. Like, I knew about the Beatles. I'm like, okay, well, let's actually listen to their music. So, uh, so I have a question for you guys. Then. Yes. What is your guys' song on rock band? Like, what is the first song you're picking when you load any oh. rock band up? Oh, man. I was a drummer, and my yeah. friend also yeah. had the MIDI drum key, uh, MIDI drum board where you could plug in an adapter to play on your PS4. So literally, what? like, you could hook up, like, a Roland drum kit to play rock band. That's sick. That's nuts. So we set it up. We spent, like, 200 bucks between the three roommates, downloaded stuff. I worked so hard to get five gold stars on... Um, Wait and Bleed by Slipknot. Okay. <laughs> and then also the song, uh, like I was pretty good at the drums too. Uh, the song, um, what's the Mastodon song that was in Rock Band 2? Hmm. Uh, Tony Birchman. That was it. Hmm. I was really good at that song. Um, but yeah, I always like went to those <laughs> heavier songs and anyone else that was playing with me was like, dude, I can't do guitar on this. Like yeah, it's going like medium. It's very different from my pick. Uh, <laughs> That's so fun. What's yours? I want you back, Michael. I mean, the Jackson 5, sorry. That's oh, great. Yeah. Oh, baby, give me... Dude, I was so good. I Heck hit. Yeah. I hit the vocals. Was so, that Rock Band 3? Or was that... I think it was... Or... I think it was, like, a really obscure one. Like, I think it might have been Lego Rock Band. Oh, okay. Lego Rock Band. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I know I remember, they had the Ghostbusters theme on there. Yeah, they did. That was awesome. I remember <laughs> this one specific day. Um, It was a snow day, and it was when I was really young, and me and my sister... um. Uh, we're just chilling, and we've never played Lego Rock Band before, and we're just like, okay, let's play this. And so we played it for 12 hours. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so fun. We got, like, every single upgrade in, like, one sitting, knew all the songs, and then Dude. never touched it again. There, I love that. Do you guys ever do achievement hunting like, uh, back in the day? When we had the 360, we played Rock Band 2, me and my brother, and one summer day, we're like, okay, we're doing this achievement. And the achievement was... Play through every song in a row. There was like a specific button to click to do that without pausing uh. and do it. So we would switch in and out. And there was also a trick where you could unplug the batteries and then it would be like, oh, your controller disconnected and it wouldn't pause it for you. So <laughs> like if we really wanted to break, we would do that. But from like 1 p.m. to like 6 p.m., we were like switching in and out. Oh my That's God. so And funny. then we finally did it and we're just like, oh God, okay. Now we just like, you know, Never gonna touch this again. Yeah, exactly. yeah. achieved. We yeah. did the thing. Good oh, job, y'all. That was sweet. Let's never play this again. <laughs> yeah. I always love that. Like, especially for games, like you set up like such a high bar. Like I know you played Dark Souls. You're yeah. like, I gotta beat this. And then once you beat it, you're like, Well, I'm done with it now. I yeah, mean, exactly. I mean, I played through again, but you're like, I did it. Hey. Well. Um. Oh, really quick before we end though, I know something that you guys will love. You ever know like the Donkey Konga games? Oh yeah. Like the, the yeah. bongo drum on the GameCube? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't know if you remember the soundtracks, but they were wild. Like, this is from Donkey Konga 2. I'll start by uh, Smash Mouth. Bombastic by Shaggy. Oh, my God. They had a Hillary Duff song. Uh, they had Headstrong by Trapped. They had um, Losing My Religion, a Mary J. Blige song, like Good Charlotte. Like... And like, Donkey and, like, Pink. Yeah, and, like, Usher. Giving me 2000s. And I'm, like, I remember going through, I'm, like, what is this? Like, then they, like, have, like, you know, classical songs, like a Beethoven song. And then it's just, like. <laughs> oh, my God. Is this, so like, like, Donkey Kong's, like, playlist or something? Is this, like, lore accurate? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're in the mind of Donkey Kong. Yeah. His like elevator music going through is like <laughs> the DK rap. This is what he's playing when he's <laughs> yeah. trying to get bananas. And <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Oh, and the DK rap though. D- oh yeah yeah Donkey yeah. Go. He's the leader. Of the oh my god. That is that's like unlocking a memory. See, that's the '90s. Everything was either rap, hip hop, basketball, something of the sort. Or Donkey Kong. And it was great. Or Donkey Kong. <laughs> he's the boy. All <sighs> right. Well, I really enjoy talking about video games with y'all. I feel like I learned a lot. I feel like I have some great game recommendations that um, I'm going to take home with me. And yeah, if you see a, play. A, a Nintendo gift card somewhere, yeah. you don't question it. Just buy <laughs> buy Hades okay. and you'll be good. Most definitely. Have you not played Hades? No, I haven't played anything, dude. I play you Mario play Kart, Animal Crossing. She's got to pay off Tom Nook. Solitaire on my phone because I'm a grandma. Like nothing. You have some catching up to do. I know. You have some catching I know. up to do. If only I had the time. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> that's about all the time we've got. So Ooh, I'm going to give you guys a good old goodbye. Uh, thanks for listening. Come meet us in more. Hang out with more media records. This was Off the Air Podcast. Uh, I'm Lauren. I'm Matt. And I'm Christian. Tune in next time. Bye. See ya.